Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend Jordan. Now, Jordan, what was the only Nintendo series to really just fall flat? Paper Mario. Oh, you got it in one. Way to go. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> You're getting better. I guess we're done with these. I, I said last week that we'd keep going until you got one. <laughs> I almost said Game and Watch, but oh, that would have been that would have been really close too. But nope, it was Paper Mario, and honestly, I think Paper Mario kind of fits with the discussion because there were some fans that were hoping that we'd get some Paper Mario news, and we definitely did not. <laughs> I think this direct had enough Mario. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but yeah, um, for for context, today's episode is all about the June 2023 E3. Oh, I put in quotes Nintendo Direct. Now, Jordan, why, why do we say it's the E3 Nintendo Direct? Well, so in previous years, uh, June was the time of uh, E3. We would, usually, we would always get a Nintendo Direct uh, to go along with E3 uh, and also like a Treehouse event. Um, but E3 is now canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so we don't really know what to call this kind of space. But it seems like the, even though E3 got canceled, the rest of the industry, either they just didn't care or they haven't like adjusted yet to E3 being gone. So at, at the very least, all the big three had reveals, um, like direct sort of presentations for June, uh, despite not attending E3. Um, but the one big key difference is that they are very spaced out now. They're not all just day after day after day after day, which is probably better um, because then you get more people talking about like your reveals for you, you get to control the conversation for longer. Yeah. And Nintendo happened to be the last one of the big three. So maybe they'll get the longest amount of discussion, right? Uh, perhaps. I mean, the conversation yeah. in the game industry moves very quickly. Everything's moving towards <laughs> the, the, the new Final Fantasy already. So right. Which comes out like what tomorrow? Today or, <laughs> or today, tonight, yeah. I think. Actually, I think it's already out. I think my friends have already played it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's on PlayStation, and I don't have the PlayStation 5. I'd like to play it, but I just don't want to buy a PlayStation. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, we'll get into the PlayStation later. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. But uh, we've taken a lot of the highlights from the Nintendo Direct presentation. Um, there were quite a few games that were like the cozy life sim stuff and a couple of ports that you know, they've already been talked about plenty and they're not really that interesting to us as Nintendo fans in a lot of ways. So we've kind of taken the big pieces of the Nintendo Direct, like especially the stuff that is Nintendo platform or I guess Nintendo made specifically. So we'll talk about those. Uh, the first one that we have here on our list, and we're not doing this in order of the Direct, we're just kind of doing it by series to kind of keep things together. But the first one is the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. I believe it's called like the teal mask and something, something. I forget. Pokemon has me bored out of my mind right now. But, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so bored of Scarlet and Violet, Jordan. I really am. I'll pick these up, but they, they got to do some convincing first. Like um, just to kind of explain why I'm so bored. Um, one of the funniest things was in the direct, they announced that Gimme Ghoul, the chest Pokemon, um, was going to be available in raids and be shiny. Finally, because uh, it's been shiny locked uh, the entire 
time Scarlet and Violet's been out. And <laughs> the data mining community um, pulled down the raid information and started looking through the data. And you can only get the shiny in the five-star raids. And it is the base one in 4,103 chance for raids. So good luck getting the shiny. Go find a five-star gimme ghoul and hope and pray you get incredibly lucky. It's like, why would you even announce that it can be shiny if there's not going to be a boosted chance? But <laughs> To be fair, I do think it's good to have like a few chase shinies, you know? Yeah, but one in 4,000, <laughs> the average player is never going to find it. No, because uh, four thousand players or one in four thousand players are going to find it. <laughs> true, yeah, very true. But your average player that wants to play by themselves without any outside influence, like if they don't have online or whatever, they're gonna have to sit there and check every day because they probably don't know about the date skipping mechanics where you can kind of roll time forward and check other things. But anyway, it was a mess. Uh, they also screwed up drops for the raids, and so it was causing. Players, I think, in Scarlet from not being able to connect to raids that Violet players were hosting and really weird things like giving zero quantities of particular items. It was totally scuffed. But anyway, to the DLC itself, right? Um, <laughs> what, what did you think about it? Uh, I was I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might not get the DLC. Um, I enjoyed Scarlet and Violet for what it was but they're going to need to kind of give me more than just this is another area to explore and <laughs> there's three new pokemon yeah i mean i guess technically there are four right I, well five if you include the one with the mask and then that like uh crystally one but <laughs> the three that you're talking about those three guardians i appreciate the art direction they went with them but i am not a fan of their designs how I much is the DLC going for? Is it $30? Um, I actually haven't even looked at the pricing because I'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to have to show me more content that they've had. And they've got they've got plenty of time to get around to that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't put too much thought into it. I was like, oh, hey, it's Pokemon. And I wasn't really fully awake yet and wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Um, the eShop is not loading. There it is. Okay, so the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC is thirty four ninety nine. That's half. That's half a game now. <laughs> yeah, it's the DLC bundle, so both pieces of it um, connect. So that's that's both of them. But wow, thirty five dollars. So and the base game does is it already look 60. like it's more content than Sword and Shield's DLC got? Um, yeah, there there are very large new areas, and it looks like there are whole stories more than what we got in sword and shield but i don't know i'm not i'm not very sold i, I also wasn't really paying attention that this part of the direct either <laughs> my stance like I said, is i think they have plenty of time to kind of give a hook um and they just yeah. haven't really given a hook yet they're just saying oh hey uh this is the general idea and here are some pokemon but like the sword and shield dlc like they had that kind of like mini game sort of thing that became really popular I wouldn't be surprised if they have something to go along in that vein. Yeah, so we can get all of the legendaries again. Yeah, something, something to just cre have like continuous uh, content that just auto generates or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, we'll have to see as we get closer. I was honestly really surprised that they even showed us a trailer for it in this direct. Um, typically, Pokemon doesn't get big spotlights in Nintendo directs. They usually are in Pokemon Presents. 
Um, I know it's not um, impossible for Pokemon to make it into big Nintendo directs because they are a, a Poke or a Nintendo franchise. But it was still like, oh, we're starting off with <laughs> Pokemon DLC. All right, here it is. Yeah, so. I do like how every time a new Pokemon game comes out, everyone's prediction is immediately, oh, we're going to get like a previous region as DLC. And then like <laughs> the DLC is nowhere near that much, <laughs> that much effort because people were saying like we were going to go back to Galar or something or no, people were hoping that we were going to Kalos. Oh, yeah. Kalos. It was Kalos because France and Spain are right next to each other. Exactly. Exactly. And I'd love to go back to Kalos. I think Kalos deserves another run because X and Y were really short and fine enough games. But that's a discussion for another day, <laughs> I think. But. Yeah, totally different regions and areas. Like one of them is out in the middle of the ocean. We're not sure where the other one takes place. And it'll be interesting considering one is about the secrets of Area Zero. It will be cool to see if we get any more lore about Area Zero itself, though they haven't shown any footage so, of Area Zero itself. I don't understand so. how this ties in with Area Zero. <laughs> Nobody does. No it's one a does. festival and a random like battle like area, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I just feel like maybe they should have done something like here's the Portugal region and yeah. have it just be like a fourth the size of the base game. Yeah, that would with be like really cool. four gym badges or something. Yeah, maybe they're just using the name Area Zero to make us think that it's about Area Zero, but Area Zero is going to remain a mystery. Also, I find it yeah. confusing that uh, we're in like the Spain region and we're doing a Japanese festival. <laughs> yeah, why isn't it? Some sort of Spanish flamenco festival or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or a bull run event. That would be awesome. But that would make children think that bull runs okay when people can get brutally murdered by bulls. So maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. I, I don't know if I'm excited for it. We'll have to see as we get closer and get more information about it. I will probably end up getting it because I like to keep a full collection of Pokemon and I am a big Pokemon nerd. But it's really not calling to me right now. I don't know what it is. I think it's because Scarlet and Violet was fun, and then I just got really bored of it. I like Scarlet and Violet. Um, it's just other games came out. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <that> so <laughs> whether or not I get it is going to be completely dependent on how busy my gaming schedule is at that time. Yeah. Uh, the first one comes out, what was it, October? Something like that. Somewhere around the time. There's no way. Starfield's coming out this this fall. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's later for fall 2023. <laughs> they don't have the official release date on their website yet. So, oh, well. Yeah, between Starfall. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. Yep. But beyond the Pokemon DLC, uh, we also saw in the same vein of Pokemon, the final return, <laughs> the, <laughs> what's the phrasing that I want to use here? Like the great comeback, the prodigal child the the piece that we've been missing for like what eight years now and it's the sequel to detective pikachu is finally coming out <laughs> yeah this has been like rumored and speculated for forever well because we got the first game on the 3ds and the story didn't end they were like <laughs> to be continued and then <laughs> so the movie like, okay. came out yeah <laughs> i feel like this is too late i think so too it, it took them too long I think it's cool that it's all voice acted, though. So that's kind of a, a draw. But I also like don't really care right now because Professor Layton is also coming out like probably in the next year or so. 
since they announced it in the last direct. So like, why would I need Detective Pikachu when I can play Professor Layton? Uh, I don't know. I didn't play the first one. It doesn't appeal to me. Um, I don't know. But <laughs> okay, maybe... well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the end of the conversation. Boom. It doesn't appeal to me. The end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just don't feel like I'm in the target audience for that one. No, I don't think I am either. It's fine. It looks cool. I hope people enjoy it, especially those like what? Ten fans that love the first game and have been praying for this one to come out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think my life would be any different if I had learned that Detective Pikachu 2 was canceled. <laughs> it's also funny because it's Detective Pikachu Returns because they know they took way too long to make it. That's the name. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for the fans. I am, too. I really am. But all right. Well, you want to tell us about the next one? The next uh sure so in i believe the summer game fest the the jeff keely <laughs> event <laughs> the jeff keely show <laughs> the keely shows as much disdain i have for the keely shows um we got a reveal for a new sonic game which then they showed again in the direct uh sonic superstars it's taking a page at, it feels like new super sonic bros <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's multiplayer it's Took away all like creativity out of the art style. Um, every character is running as fast as Sonic is. And it just, ah, I don't know. All the, all the characters at least have like unique abilities. So that's nice. Um, yeah. But doesn't it also look really slow? It does. The momentum looks awful. Like, so it's fine for a Sonic game to be slow. Uh, what's not fine is for momentum to be bad. The, the entire point of like 2D, a good 2D Sonic game is the momentum. Um, and you want it to be at minimum like a speedy game, but uh, yeah. And the, I just don't understand how they could take the v- extremely popular Sonic Mania and just go to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> they fired Christian Whitehead. <laughs> yeah, which was the dumbest move they could have made. He saved the Sonic 2D uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to compare Sonic Mania to this game uh, when it comes out. I don't think it's going to hold up against Sonic Mania. I'll get it. I'll play it. I probably won't do much multiplayer with it. Um, just I don't I don't feel like Sonic is the game to do multiplayer with. Mario is fine because Mario is a pretty slow platformer. That's not very complicated. You, you literally just run and jump in Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonic has its multiple paths through levels that depend on different levels of momentum. And yeah. if you time jumps properly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more verticality to Sonic levels and Mario levels, and that's going to be a big, big issue. Well, we'll have to see how that pans out. I know there are a lot of people that are pretty upset with how it is. Like, though, a lot of people are really happy that you get to play as like Amy and a couple of other returning characters. Yeah, and it's classic which, Amy, so that's fun. Um, and yeah, she has her hammer. So that that's really cool, and I'm I'm happy for that. I I really like Amy as a character. I think she's really cool, and I'm I'm happy for the Amy fans to finally get to play as her. Uh, <laughs> Speaking yeah, of Christian but, Whitehead, uh, we yeah. got his game also in this direct <laughs> shots fired <laughs> against Sega, I guess. Um, <laughs> we're getting a game called Penny's big breakaway, which is a new IP, uh, headed by Christian Whitehead. Um, and it looks like a traditional kind of like mascot 3d platformer from the GameCube era. Uh, very, very reminiscent, reminiscent of like Billy Hatcher and the giant egg yeah um that that's the vibe i got with it and i'm very excited for this i always get excited whenever they have we have the potential for a good 
3D platformer, especially like the mascot 3D platformers. I have a lot of nostalgia for that genre, and we don't get a lot of those kind of games. No, we really don't. I mean, we've talked before on this podcast about how much we love like Banjo-Kazooie and like all of the 3D Mario platformers. And it's just really cool to see when people extend into this space. And considering how good Sonic Mania was, I think Penny's Big Breakaway has some serious potential. I know um, A Hat in Time was an absolute darling, uh, and I really hope that this game kind of follows in the same foot footpath or footprints i hope so too um, i don't expect this to be as good as hat in time though <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> hat in time was It'll, very very good <laughs> yeah and all right being as good as it was <laughs> and uh hopefully it will absolutely be better than ukulele was at least at launch <laughs> so well it's gonna be fairly different this looks like kind of linear structure levels whereas ukulele uh, okay. is more of an open world so, um yeah collect-a-thon. So kind of like uh, the Mario Galaxy type levels in a way. Yeah. I mean, we we got a really small trailer, but that's the vibe True. I got out of it. Especially when they were saying things like you can do speed running and they're baking in speed running into this game. Um, yeah. I just kind of wish the main character moved a bit faster. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully it feels good to control. Um, they have did, they said they had baked in the speed running stuff, like you said. So hopefully there will be... Uh, some some really great movement tech at least yeah if it moves slow you can at least get those really cool jumps and maintain momentum and stuff yeah I mean, it looks I like they're trying to do good. some interesting uh movement options with the yo-yo where like you can throw out the yo-yo and kind of like uh throw yourself around because like you throw the yo-yo and then it like pauses in a spot and then you're on a string that you can like use your momentum to maneuver mm-hmm. around things um so it looks fun it looks creative uh christian whitehead is a really good game developer uh, I don't think he's worked on anything 3D before, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> um, but it's definitely going to be something I'd check out. Cool. Uh, moving along then to our next topic here. Um, we're now entering the Pikmin discussion. <laughs> um, so kind of out of nowhere, Nintendo was like, by the way, uh, after this presentation, you can purchase and download Pikmin 1 HD and Pikmin 2 HD. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I kind of flipped out a little bit. Like, we're going to be able to have all four Pikmin games on the Switch, which is incredible. Yeah. Though, you did mention something to me uh, in our Discord server about the release timing for these games. What, what was that? Oh, I wish it came out earlier. Like, why, yeah. why did it come out like a few weeks before Pikmin 4? How, how am I supposed to? <laughs> they, these should have came out in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really should have. If they expect people to play through the Pikmin series before Pikmin 4 comes out, uh, they gave us a really short time window. You don't really need all the Pikmin lore, do you? No, but no. At, <laughs> at the same time, like, um, they showed us a lot more of Pikmin 4, and we'll talk about that too. And it really feels like Pikmin 4 is taking a lot of the best of the previous three games, right? Like, yeah. it, it's impressive. So, in a way, it's like, well, if you play Pikmin 4, I'm worried that you won't want to go back and buy Pikmin 1 and 2 if you've never played them before. Yeah. Um, well, so ho- I, hopefully you do. But. I bought this pack, um, and I've actually been playing through Pikmin 1 right now. And yeah. as much as I love Pikmin 1, um, I, I <laughs> there's a lot of instances where I'm like, man, I really wish I had X or whatever, um, <laughs> which are like quality of life features that came in the later two games. Specifically, like the ability to move your Pikmin around with the second joystick. Oh, which yeah. Came in Pikmin 2. Yeah. Do they at least have the motion controls? Are you playing with motion or are you playing back with like GameCube style controls? 
So I'm playing with GameCube style controls. I've only played like an hour right before this direct or not direct uh, discussion. Um, yeah. So I haven't had a whole lot of time, uh, but there are motion controls. You can. So by okay. default, I don't know if it's by default it's set to GameCube controls or by default because they recognize I was on a pro controller. It switched to. Um, gotcha. But but there was a button to like switch it to motion controls. So I'll have to try those later. I'll probably play with the motion controls because I liked playing Pikmin on the GameCube uh, a lot. But my favorite way to play has always been the Wii port where they added the pointer controls because that just made it much easier to say where you wanted Pikmin to go and move it around quickly if you have to react quickly as well. Though the game was designed with the GameCube controls in mind, so it's not like you have to be super duper duper fast in your reactions. But yeah, also the game looks very clean <laughs> oh it does it okay looks- i was kind of worried that it was just like an up like they just cranked up the internal resolution of I, the game. I think it is but the pikmin series has consistently been like some of nintendo's best looking games to begin with yeah that's true and i feel like it just works in cool. hd i think i really need to pick it up because i love pikmin one and two i haven't played them in a while and maybe we should do a full discussion in the future about the previous pikmin games i think that'd be fun yeah, but but um, um, on the topic of like HD re-releases, though, so uh, first of all, they <laughs> they shadow dropped, which is this. This is the second direct in a row where they shadow dropped a re-release uh, yeah. last time being Metroid Prime. But that was kind of like halfway between a re-release and an HD like remaster. Um, mm-hmm. I think it kind of lended more closely to being a remake than a re-release, but it was definitely in like that spectrum um yeah and then the only other hd re-release i can think of that's gamecube from the gamecube was the mario all-stars right yeah yep i'm wondering why now why can't nintendo just release more of these (laughs) they clearly seem to have some sort of system where they're able to take the gamecube games and port them to switch fairly quickly now yeah Um, i feel like they want to do a slow release of them just to like make sure that each time they do it, they make the maximum amount of money possible. (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair, the GameCube games I think are still built really pretty. You know, you you mentioned how Pikmin looks really good. And I, I think that just some simple up texturing in some cases is all the GameCube games really need because they are really solid titles to begin with. I would love for them to be full HD remasters and whatnot, but at the same time, if they're going to keep these down to like 30 bucks or less and have them run natively on Switch without like the emulation like um, Mario Sunshine did in the Mario collection, I I think it's worth it, to be honest. Yeah. So what I'm kind of getting to, though, is um, earlier this year, we got an F-Zero, like something something F-Zero was coming this year, right? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just an HD re-release at this point. Yeah, what's what was the GameCube one? Was it GX? Yeah, GX, which is one of yeah. the one of the fan favorites. Um, and I I think there's starting to be a trend. I think each direct we can probably start hoping for a shadow drop HD release of some kind to go along with the direct because it 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 definitely boosts people's um kind of like perception of the <laughs> the direct. They they're a lot easier on the ratings. The direct when, <laughs> when we get these age, these classics. Yeah, especially since you have the fans that are our age that grew up with these GameCube games, you know? 
So it's like, oh yeah, sick. I can finally play this game on my Switch. <laughs> We're like, yay, good job, Nintendo. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs> so it's just kind of like a low effort thing Nintendo can do to just kind of make the directs more exciting and then also uh, cash in on some games that they've <laughs> they haven't like <laughs> done much with. Um, no, like we haven't seen any sort of release for these games since the Wii or even GameCube era. Like in the case of uh, Metroid Prime and Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2, both of those games had some form of re-release on the Wii uh, with the updated motion controls. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen those games since. So hopefully they'll do some more just pure GameCube games that they've kind of fixed up a little bit maybe and pushed them out. And yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. I, I hope it's F-Zero GX because I think that an, a re-release, an HD re-release of an F-Zero game would be a really great way for them to gauge interest in the F-Zero series and reignite that passion because GX was good. It really was. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for F-Zero GX. I'm also really hoping for Path of Radiance because that game's really expensive. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Oh, my gosh. And while they're at it, give us Radiant Dawn. <laughs> give us well, so then that's the next question. Um, how hard is it to do the HD releases for the Wii games? Because they did it with Mario Galaxy, whatever they did for the GameCube. So I'm assuming it's not that hard. <laughs> and they gave yeah. us these emotion controls for the Pikmin games. And that 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 actually is a bit of work, right? They They did have to put in some effort in putting the Wii controls into this GameCube version. Actually, I don't know if they up-res the GameCube version or the Wii version for this and just added GameCube controls? That's a good question. Oh, and actually, I just pulled up uh, one of the um, Switch data miners that looks into systems. The Pikmin 1 and 2 ports are based off of the Wii versions, and they are running Haggy, Nintendo's GameCube and Wii emulator. So they're just bundling up the emulator and running the GameCube ROM, basically. Um, Huh. But they also upscaled a lot of textures and fonts, and even um, some of the pre-rendered videos were AI upscaled. <laughs> so interesting. They they are basically emulated games, so I guess it's really not that difficult for them to make these games. But at the same time, that then makes me think, uh, why are they charging $30 each? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cheaper to pay $30 for these than to buy a GameCube and some of the games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we, we've mentioned that before, so... Uh, and. Honestly, the games are worth it, um, in my opinion. And they look really good. Yeah, so, I was going to play Pikmin earlier this year, um, but I was having a hard time getting like I, I bought like an upscaler for my GameCube um, and it wasn't working very well. And I, I guess I could like just go natively through the AV cables. But for whatever reason, I didn't feel like doing that. So this was my excuse to go through the original Pikmin's again. Yeah. M- moving on then beyond these like this idea of the GameCube stuff, which we're, we're excited for it and we hope that they continue doing. Um, Pikmin 4 got a whole new trailer and they specifically said when they announced this direct that they were going to focus a a decent amount of time on Pikmin 4. It was only really the length of a trailer, which was funny that they were like, yeah, this is all about Pikmin 4 too. Um, but the game looks so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Like, I can't believe how interesting the game looks. I think that the mechanics look really fun. I'm still a little upset in a way that there aren't multiple captains so far um but what we are getting seems to be very worth it um it looks like we're not really bound by day time cycles which is why you would want the multiple captains anyway to be able to multitask because they added in like the new night mode missions or whatever where enemies go on a frenzy but you can still kind of work around that 
and I, I just think that that's like such a cool idea for Pikmin is we've always wondered what is the surface like when it's nighttime? We see the enemies go and munch on your Pikmin when you fail to collect them <laughs> or return them home. But it'll be really interesting to fight and, and play in that way. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the glow Pikmin look really cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of they look like ghosts. Yeah, I like the mounds for they're basically termite Pikmin. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see any more Pikmin. Um, so the glow Pikmin are the only new ones so far, right? And ice and ice. That's right. Yeah. So ice are in the day glow are at night um, with ice Pikmin. We've already seen all seven of the other type of Pikmin in this trailer uh, in the overworld at some point. So you're already managing eight Pikmin types plus the dog. I'm going to guess there's probably not more Pikmin. If there is more Pikmin, I think they'll be nighttime Pikmin. Yeah, maybe they'll bring back the Boltman. That's all I'll need back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are getting caves, so I could see Boltman. Uh, they fulfill like the purpose of uh, kind of replenishing your team when you're going through really long dungeons. Um, and I don't think that like that gameplay purpose goes away. So I imagine they'll still be there. And in a way, having all of these Pikmin types, this is the most number of Pikmin we've been able to use in a Pikmin game. We've only ever been limited by like five in two and three, where five had the original three, red, blue, and yellow, but then um, purple and white, which you couldn't really like, I'd say breed, right? (laughs) Um, And then Pikmin three had the rock and winged. So now we're getting two new ones, plus we get all four of those other types. So that is a lot of Pikmin. So I guess I'm not upset if they don't add any more. So. Yeah. Also, we don't know how we're going to be like making new rock uh, pink and purple and white yet. Uh, yeah, we haven't po- seen their onions. <laughs> it's possible <laughs> that we can only make white and purple in caves still. Which I'm fine with that. I don't mind not having an onion for them. It's kind of annoying if you want to use lots of them, but... <clears throat> I'm sure there will be ways discovered by the community to fast farm them like we had to in Pikmin 2. <laughs> I also don't think we know how we're making new ice Pikmin yet. I think you have to like convert your the base three into ice Pikmin. Um, I don't remember how we did. How, how did Pikmin 3 do it for rock and pink? Rock and pink have their own onions. Oh, they do? Yeah, they end up merging into the one big onion every time you got a new onion in pikmin 3 they just kind of like fused together so you just had one place to uh, gather your pikmin okay so then i wonder if purple white and ice will get their own onion as well then yeah the fans are theorizing that ice pikmin are going to have the cyan onion that we saw in the good ending of pikmin 1 um but i don't know if like we can really use the pikmin 1 onions to theorize because like no <laughs> there are so many colors <laughs> Um, but anyway, they, they might not have no onion or they might have no onion. It, it's, it's an interesting idea because the, um, glow Pikmin or ghost Pikmin, as I kind of want to call them, they have that mound and they're only findable at night. So they won't have an onion. So I don't know. Also something that's a bit interesting with this trailer is, um, it looks like you're going to be like competing against an, other captains from Hokotot. That's so cool. Um, which <laughs> I think is kind of exciting. Uh, because I remember when I was like a kid reading, it was either Nintendo Power or Iwata Asks. Um, there was an interview where they were talking about the potentials of Pikmin 3. And they said that like the idea that they would have is they would have like 
rival um, captains on the planet trying to like take treasures and then they'd, they'd go to war with you. So um, it's kind of fun seeing like that really old idea kind of come to fruition now. Yeah, you're right. And I'm excited for those battles. I wonder how difficult they're going to be. In the trailer, the player handily beat the other captain, but I can see them ramping up the AI. Pikmin is known for, at least Pikmin 2 anyway, for some of the hardest bosses in like any Nintendo game, I feel. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they get very challenging <laughs> in the <laughs> larger caves. Yeah, and they also just like kind of flashed a couple bosses. Um, yeah. So I'm hopeful that this is going to be a lot more boss heavy than Pikmin 3 was. That was one of my big issues with Pikmin 3 is how few bosses there were. Right. There were like, what, four? <laughs> yeah, I think there's five. Yeah. Well, we've already seen like seven, according to the wiki. Like we've already seen an Empress Bulbax, which awesome. Happy to have them back. They are really fun. Um, Raving long legs. That's the disco ball long legs. The baldy long legs an armored cannon beetle. The giant yellow Wallywogs, the scorpion like creature that we've seen. And then like an ice spectralid. So like there are some really awesome looking mini bosses and their list of just plain old enemies is so long. I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> so it seems very combat focused, which I'm excited for. Yeah, this, I like fighting. This game looks like it has a lot more content for the single player than Pikmin 3 did, which was my one issue. My, my big issue with Pikmin 3 was yeah. it just felt a bit more geared to the missions and uh, multiplayer focused stuff. But I'm really looking forward to this game. I really am. I. I think the trailer just really confirmed to me that I'm excited for it, though. I will say, like, one of the interesting things is some of the areas you go to look more like living living rooms and stuff that humans are actually still living in and not in ruins, which was really. Weird. So I'm hoping <laughs> that you can kind of access these from the overworld. Right. So you you just uh, walk into someone's house and then you have like these big <laughs> pseudo platforming areas that are this or whatever. But Pikmin 2, when you went into some of the dungeons, you would fall into people's like gardens or their like living rooms before. Right. Um, and it would make absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah. So it, these just seem even more realistic than Pikmin 2 is what I'm getting at. It's, it's yeah. Super I'm, just, bizarre. I'm just hoping that these aren't. <laughs> caves that you fall into and then it's someone's house <laughs> they, they have the cave mechanics but they're like actual house i don't know but the art style really reminded me of chibi robo for some reason because you're just like down on the ground in someone's living room a tiny little thing and i was like ah oh, this makes me want them to bring back chibi robo and maybe chibi robo is going to be one of those hd re-releases that we'll eventually get yeah um, anyway i i think nintendo really needs to do some of these hd releases um gb robot would be great but yeah yep yep so anyway i'm really looking forward to pikmin 4 and i will probably talk about it as we get closer maybe not i don't know it's i what, don't think we're gonna get much more promotional material before it comes out because it's a month away all right good point so we'll talk about it once it launches <laughs> maybe we'll review the other three games or something before then i don't know if we'll get through all three of the games before that but they can at least talk about them. I don't know. Yeah. Pikmin one's <laughs> short. We could go through that one. Okay. I'll buy it and play it. Anyway, should we move on to the next uh, chunk of games that <laughs> happen to take up like the so, bulk of the direct? Everyone's calling this the Mario direct because <laughs> there was so much Mario. Um, it seems like where's every, the Italian every direct there's like this just chunk of like very specific style of games that every direct kind of focuses <laughs> on a few times ago. It was the, the farming Sims. 
or whatever. <laughs> yep. And this t- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this time it's Mario. Um, <laughs> so they started off with a bang with a banger. Uh, they revealed Super Mario RPG remake, which is surprising if you didn't uh, see the leak right before. Like it, it leaked like a few <laughs> days before. Uh, yeah. the direct unfortunately but <laughs> um definitely definitely a good surprise it looks pretty good um i'm a fan of the game especially the music and narrative um the combat system is really fun but it's definitely like an old snes rpg um so it, it's really good and i think that a lot of newcomers to the series will really enjoy it um i think the art direction is fine it's trying to be a little too faithful while also leaning into the whole Nintendo's Mario has to look like Mario phase. Mm-hmm. Like you compare a lot of this 3D artwork to some of the sprite work and even official artwork, and you're like, why didn't they go for more of the official artwork style? Like, I don't know. There's just like a small disconnect with the characters for me. Some of the bosses and enemies, they look absolutely ridiculous and like they fit in perfectly. Like they are just right from the old game. But Mario and Peach. It's like, no, we're using their like updated models, but we're keeping Mario super tiny for some reason. And I don't know. It just feels like Nintendo is still holding on to that Mario must look like Mario thing that we've been getting for the last like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, Mario. Nintendo is very odd with how they like handle the Mario brand. Um, they want a very specific look, except for when they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about when they don't in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, yeah the the big the the thing that like really hurts about this is the reason why people love mario is it's supposed to be just like this wacky creative out of this world kind of property and then nintendo always hones in how much like creativity you can put in the art style and i i understand he is like the brand image of nintendo so you kind of want some consistency with that um because it makes mario a lot easier to market um yeah (laughs) but i i really wish that they could be a bit more experimental with the art style which they really haven't been especially in these rpg styles since paper mario and mario rpg or sorry mario and luigi superstar saga and whatnot um those games have a lot of heart and really interesting designs paper mario especially but before the 3ds um cataclysmic event that was a sticker star (laughs) well i think what happened was super paper mario looked wild right it was (laughs) yeah it was very very interesting they took a lot of artistic liberties with that and it got a lot of negative criticism for it from fans and reviewers um well it sold really well but it reviewed decently but it got a lot of lashback for some of the choices that they made in their game design the the artistic choices specifically yeah um and i think that was kind of when they started like putting in like a guidebook of like what how what you what you're allowed to do with the mario brand and then it just became more and more strict over the years um i think (laughs) i think it's mostly nintendo doesn't trust like outside developers to be creative with the art style much. Um, and since this is being made by Square, like there, there was no chance. So I think the <laughs> only reason why it's chibi is because they kind of needed the character sprites to be small enough for a block by block remake. Yeah, which I'm fine with. It, it looks fine, but yeah. But yeah, I really do wish that they could have been a bit more stylized with this, um, especially since Mario RPG has a very like 
unique look to it. But just the fact that we're getting Mario RPG at all is pretty cool. Um, Geno fans are finally getting something <laughs> after how many years? <laughs> I know. My first thought when I saw Geno was like, oh man, Super Smash Brothers Legacy or whatever the next one's going to be called is going to have all sorts of Geno for Smash again. <laughs> so Very- do you think they'll make an editor's choice and make it canon that Geno is a Luma? Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they totally could, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm going to go with no. I don't think they're going to change the story at all. But it would be pretty cool if they did uh, confirm that fan theory. That would be pretty cool. And it would be a really good way for Nintendo to kind of yank Gino out of uh, Square's hands. (laughs) (laughs) He's been a Luma the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of our characters. Um, (laughs) But yeah. It's so funny to me. Everyone loves Gino, but nobody really talks about wanting Mallow in anything. (laughs) I mean, I people Mallow's like Mallow, character. it's just that Gino's yeah, the yeah. cool one. Exactly. That, that's what I mean. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I think the most exciting thing for me is specifically the music is completely remastered. Um, yeah. They've already played a lot of the reorchestrated versions of the music, and it sounds wonderful. Did they play Forest Maze yet? I don't think they've played it in the trailer. Okay. <laughs> but... That's the they one played like the battle theme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forest is that's one of the best songs. Uh, moving on to another Mario game that has a really bland art style. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they revealed a new Peach game. Um, that's all we know. <laughs> she does something mysterious at the end of the trailer, and that's it. <laughs> we didn't get a we didn't get a title name. We didn't get they didn't even announce it for the switch. They just said, hey, there's a peach game in the works. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) And her dress glows like pure bright white. And then they cut away from it. And yeah. And it was the most awkward reveal, too. It wasn't like 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 they were just talking the whole time. They're like, oh, what's she doing? Oh, that's weird or whatever. I was like, what is going on with this? At least with like Metroid Prime 4, we got the um, like. A really cool trailer that had just cool visual effects, and they were like Metroid Prime Four. And I'm like, they could have done something like that for this. <laughs> could you but imagine? it looks like it's like a title drop to a game series that we've never <laughs> seen before. Like, just imagine like exactly the Metroid Prime Four trailer, but with like pink flowers or whatever, and it like just zooms out. It's like Peach Game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be very that. confusing. Um, I'm going to chalk this up as like one of the worst game reveals nintendo has ever done <laughs> oh absolutely not not saying like the game will be bad or anything but just nothing there's there's no information out of this no one was asking for this it doesn't fit with the like the theme of the rest of the direct because like everything else is about like games coming out this year and this is like yeah. the one game not coming out this year along with um luigi's mansion 2 um yeah and there was no point there's just no reason for this to be here well and to me it looked like the lighting engine wasn't even complete for what they showed us no did you get that vibe no it (laughs) didn't look very good yet (laughs) there's this part where like there's this part where this light circles around peach and like peach's lighting doesn't change at all (laughs) while it's swirling (laughs) around her and i'm just like what is happening here (laughs) um and then the other downside is it made this direct feel way more mario heavy than it could have been like they could have it could have taken peaches peach out 
and move her to like September. If she's if her game's coming out like next May or something, then put it in the September direct. I don't know why it's here. Yeah. Um, they didn't even say <laughs> they, 2024. They were... it, it was eventually it's now in development. What? <laughs> yeah, they didn't give us any sort of date. They just said, hey, it's coming. Right. Like that's what the word. <laughs> what is this is the weirdest decision. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to pretend this game doesn't exist until they give me some real information. <laughs> yeah. But again, the funniest thing to me was they were just talking through the whole thing. Like they couldn't even let the trailer do the talking or whatever. It was just oh, anyway. Um I don't know what they're I expecting hope it's good. here. <laughs> I hope it's good. Um if if it had like a stylized art style to it at the very least at least give me something to be interested in but it's just like that bland mario look and then peach is just doing nothing there's no gameplay there's no music the lighting is broken (laughs) (laughs) now in development it'll eventually come maybe on switch we're not even going to say that (sighs) oh well we'll we'll see how that pans out over the next year or so but you, you mentioned briefly that uh, we're also getting Luigi's Mansion 2. That's Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um, that was a 3DS only game, which was fine enough, but it really was didn't feel like a Luigi's Mansion game because it was so mission and episodic based. Um, and it's getting a remaster remake. I don't know what the right term for this kind is. Of a it, port. It's getting a port. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a port. I would say it's not a remaster. It's not a remake. Um, they're just. Bringing it it's to the coming. Switch, which yeah. is fine. I don't know if anyone asked for this. Um, right. But at this point, it just makes me think, well, why didn't they just make the first Luigi's Mansion port to the 3DS for Switch instead? Oh, I think it was just like timing of business decisions. Yeah, probably. I think it's just so, how things kind of fell. It's like how the Switch is now the Pikmin machine. Um and eventually it'll be the Luigi's Mansion machine, but not until the first game gets put on the Switch. Yeah. On the, co- on the topic of the original Luigi's Mansion, um, this was during the time that Next Level Games was not part of Nintendo yet. Um, yeah. And we were just coming off of the Wii U being a huge failure. Pokemon Company didn't even want to make games for the Switch because they said they thought it was going to be a huge failure like the Wii U was. <laughs> yeah. And the 3DS was a success. So I imagine a lot of Nintendo's partners were a lot more interested in making games for the 3DS and the Switch, and they weren't expecting the Switch to just blow out of the park. That's a good point. So I think that's the reason why. I think Next Level Games just wanted it to be on 3DS because they figured that's where they would get their sales. I don't think they wanted to take a gamble with the Switch at that point in time. Yeah. But anyway, exciting to see Luigi's Mansion come. I know a lot of people will be really happy. I don't know if I'll pick it up. I played through Dark Moon on the 3DS. And I had fun, but I wasn't super impressed because it just wasn't the Luigi's Mansion I was expecting. Yeah, I already have it for the 3DS and I have not finished it. I think it's good <laughs> to port it like just for game preservation, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, I agree with that. People who don't have the 3DS, they have the option to now get this. And the 3DS is what, like a 10 year old system at this point? Like there's a lot of like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of kids who are teenagers now. Who have never had a 3DS. Um, Which is bonkers. So like just having it be available is good. And the uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was very, very successful. It's like 10 million copies or something. Yeah. So I think (laughs) that's the big reason why they decided to do this. They're like, 
well, we just did Luigi's Mansion. Um, so it would look weird to do it again immediately following. So it's been, what, 10 years? Like, when this game comes out, it'll be 10 years since Dark Moon. Um, so let's, let's bring that out and kind of ride the hype train of the previous Luigi's Mansion. I'm going to guess that we're going to get Luigi's Mansion 4 on the next Switch. Um, I think I'm, I'm sure that's in development. I think yeah. next that's going to be next level games, kind of like bread basket <laughs> game <Yeah>. going forward. <laughs> well, they're doing a good job with it. Um, Dark Moon was good. You know, I don't want people to think that I thought it was a bad game. It just wasn't the Luigi's Mansion I was expecting. And Luigi's Mansion 3 was really good. I've finished that game. I've collected pretty much everything in it. it it's good. I'm excited to see where they go next with it. Yeah, I think so. Like they, they made Luigi's Mansion 3. And then they immediately transitioned to Strikers. And then Luigi's Mansion 3 was like really successful. And so I think management was like, oh, we have to quickly like, what is the quickest thing we can do to (laughs) kind of ride this (laughs) while it's going? Nintendo, please send us the tools that you have for building 3DS binaries on Switch and we'll fix it up or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, oh, maybe this means we'll get more 3DS ports. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so at all. The fact that they said now in development, uh, it, it makes it sound like it takes substantially more amount of work than an right. hd release for like pikmin um, well and it's like we were talking about earlier um the gamecube and wii games nintendo has a full emulator for gamecube and wii that runs on switch and that's why we're able to get pikmin 1 and pikmin 2 is there's not a 3ds emulator for switch they have to like build the game or translate it so that it works on switch that's all it is yeah i'm pretty confident we're getting luigi's mansion for now at this point oh i after the sales Come on, Nintendo always chases those sale numbers. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> That's what determines if a series continues or not for them. Most of the time. Sometimes they surprise us. But yeah, um, just wanted to also briefly mention the Mario Kart DLC is uh, almost done. I think there's like, what, two more packs? And they said that the next one's coming out this summer. It features a whole new course, which looks really cool, along with some returning ones. But for me, the big, big bonuses are PD Piranha was confirmed to be a character returning, which amazing he hasn't been in mario kart since the gamecube on double dash and then we're getting wiggler from mario kart 7 on the 3ds wiggler's just a fun little guy i'm excited to see him again it's finishing just in time to give us a year break before mario kart 9 for the switch 2 <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh it makes me think like you know they're, they're giving us this dlc but you know new courses are fine and whatnot but i really do hope that they're working on mario kart 9 <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they are. Like, if they want to maximize the success of the Switch 2, um, first of all, launch the system in early summer or spring. Don't launch it in fall. Because like I've said many times before, uh, you are guaranteed two days that the system will sell out. Launch day and the first holiday. Don't make them the same day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Space it out. Um, so kind of Mayish period like they could definitely do. And then for launch titles, you want something that kind of like shows the power of the system and then something that it uh, captures like the, the casual audience. And Mario Kart yeah, 9 and- is the perfect game to capture the casual audience. Right. And not just capture the casual audience, but also provide something for people to play together. Yeah. Yeah. Something multiplayer focused. So Mario Kart. It basically comes down to Mario Kart or um, I guess Nintendo Sports is what it's called now. Uh, Wii Sports <laughs> was what the big one for the Wii. Uh, Wii U tried it with New Super Mario Bros. Wii U and it did not go well. <laughs> no. 
Um, so yeah, if you get Mario Kart nine paired up with something else, like say Metro prime four, uh, then you, you'll do very well. Kind of excited to see this Mario Kart DLC come to an end because then we can start speculating even more on Mario Kart nine. And honestly, I really hope that Mario Kart nine just takes all of these tracks that they've put together and just continues pushing forward. Kind of like how Smash Brothers Ultimate was everything that Smash Brothers has had, minus a few exceptions. I think they could keep doing that with Mario Kart because people just want lots of courses to race on. And just adding on to that just makes it even better. So um, I actually finally opened up Mario Kart 8 after a while. Um, you know, they've had a couple of DLC packs. And honestly, I was really surprised how many courses there are now with the DLC. I was like, oh, this is nice. Cool. <laughs> I am one of the 10 people who still has not bought the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I already That's bought impressive. it for the Wii U. Um, so I didn't want to buy it for the Switch. And I was like, I'll just get Mario Kart 9. And then it never came. So, <laughs> Well, the reason we didn't ever get Mario Kart 9 on the Switch is because the Mario Kart team were the ones that made Mario Kart Tour yeah. for mobile devices. And that so kind they of were flopped. too busy with that. <laughs> yeah, it did. Which is why they're moving so many of the tracks and characters over to Mario Kart 8 DLC, because it's easy. Yeah, Mario Kart Tour kind of failing. Uh, I feel like that kind of murdered <laughs> Nintendo's mobile development. You don't really well, they see turned much it of into it a gotcha system, and it wasn't good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's move on from Mario Kart. Um, lots to talk about that in the future. Um, the next game is WarioWare. Move yeah, it. this was a big surprise. I was not expecting another WarioWare this soon. It's only been 10 years or two years since the last one. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wait, I, I saw the trial. I was like, wait, didn't we just get a WarioWare? <laughs> yeah, it was but, two years. It came out like right before we started uh, making this podcast. That's right. That's right. Like, I think it was like a month before. Um, I'm very excited. I'm a huge fan of WarioWare. I liked the previous one. I was a bit disappointed because like a lot of the mini games kind of felt really samey. Um, just because of like the structure of the game or whatever. They were trying to do something new and interesting. I applaud them for trying something new. Um, and I was just excited just to get WarioWare for the sake of having WarioWare. But I'm really excited to have like this kind of like zany WarioWare to come back. Um, yeah. It's very reminiscent of Smooth Moves. Which is yes. my personal favorite WarioWare game. That's so good. That was the one that like launched year one on the Wii, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it looks so zany and it looks like they really want you to get up and actually move around to do the mini games, which is a really fun way to get people kind of up and having fun uh, in like party settings. And that's all WarioWare is about is just doing super ridiculous, fun, zany things and I just love some of the screenshots on Nintendo's official um, listing for it on the store. It's like the very first minigame they show is clogging someone's nose with your arms. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a very WarioWare kind of... <laughs> oh, absolutely. WarioWare loves its noses for some reason. <laughs> well, and they also have like Mario going down the secret slide in Mario yeah. 64. And yeah, stuff. they always it's have cool a section that. that's focused on Nintendo properties uh, just for the fun of it. And those are always my favorite. Um, yeah. My favorite mini game from Smooth Moves was the Star Fox one where you have to fly throughout the entirety of like Corneria. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And what I really like is their official artwork for the game shows all of the characters that have ever been in WarioWare. Well, maybe not all of them, but like just looking at it, it's all the ones that I really care about. They're all making a return in this game, too, which is 
great to see that they're keeping the super zany fun characters from the series in yeah. and alive. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, it took the holiday slot, so WarioWare is the big holiday game. <laughs> yeah, available November 3rd. <laughs> Which All right. <laughs> was a lot of fun. Um, I've heard some people saying like they're a bit disappointed that WarioWare, Wario is being wasted at, by not making Wario Land or something. And it's like, come on. This team doesn't have anything to do with Wario Land. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a completely different team. What it means is we're not getting another Rhythm Heaven or a bad Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love for them to bring back Rhythm Heaven on the Switch. Yeah, I love Rhythm Heaven I would Heaven be perfectly so fine much. if this was Rhythm Heaven instead of WarioWare, but I am very excited for WarioWare. Yeah, I am too. It'll be so fun to play that with friends. Anyway, um, beyond WarioWare, continuing the Mario trend, the biggest reveal of the trailer, which if you followed the leaks like two days before, you would have been like, oh, yeah, there's a 2D Mario coming. <laughs> but uh, we got the news of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And I can't believe how good this game looks, Jordan. It looks like a really fun 2D Mario game again and completely different from New Soup. Oh, man. I'm just so, so, so glad it's not a new soup game. Uh, we're finally, uh, we finally escaped new soup. <laughs> finally. Oh, thank goodness. Like we had the Mario Maker games, um, which were a departure from new soup, but they still had like new soup in its engine. Right. Um, so like we never like completely broke free. Now we're completely broken free. New soup is gone. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I was so worried when the title screen was about to come out. I'm like, please don't say new soup, <laughs> please, 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 please. And they didn't. They just straight up said Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And I was like, Thank goodness we're here. And the game looks so fun. I mean, we were talking earlier in our Sonic section about how Mario is typically slower paced um, platforming. I think they've upped the speed a little bit in this game, um, at least from the visuals. It's still not as fast as like Core Sonic or whatever, but it, it looks like it could actually be even a really good speed game for speedrunners. And I know speedrunners haven't really enjoyed a newer 2D Mario game since like the SNES era. <laughs> well, <laughs> so speedrunners actually do really like the, the new soup Wii game. Uh, well, the Wii one, yes, but yeah. not the Wii U one from what I understand. Yeah, they the don't Wii, have the Wii one specifically. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there's a lot of potential for this one, especially with how zany it is and how it looks like Mario can even control aspects of the zaniness, which could lead for some really, really cool speed tech. And I'm excited to see what happens with this. game. Yeah, this one looks like they're going all out with creativity for Mario, which as we were saying Thank earlier, goodness. Uh, <laughs> is what we wanted for Mario. Um, it seems like when Mario is worked on with like the core team, we get like good Mario stuff. And when it's not made by the core team, uh, it's kind of like <laughs> corporate stuff. <laughs> yep. Oh, I mean, it feels like it has so much of the zaniness from Odyssey, but like so jam packed into that 2D plane. Like I've seen all sorts of these like little tiny clips and whatnot on various sites where they zoom in on the animations that Mario does. And it's insane how much personality they're giving, like such a small portion of the screen. Like he goes through a pipe and his hat gets left behind and he hurries and reaches out and grabs it. Like they didn't need to do that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the art style. It kind of. Oh, yeah. I know it doesn't look like the SNES games, but like the way I remember playing the SNES games as a kid, this is kind of like how I would have imagined Mario to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. Um, it, it really feels like it, especially with how like when he gets the power up, the screen really does freeze and focuses in on him. 
It makes me feel more like how Mario used to like flash to get his new power ups. It's mm-hmm. just like a more modern updated version of that. No, I totally see where you're, where you're coming from. It, um, it especially feels super zany like Super Mario Brothers 3 did. You know, like they were limited by some of the hardware, but it had some really interesting set pieces and like enemy design. And I feel like this is really taking that spiritual inspiration from that and just going even further. So good, good observation. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer returns, which cool. is like one of the good things that New Soup made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> brought to the to the, the games, the genre now, I guess I should say with <laughs> Sonic Superstars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we're getting Daisy and Peach. I can't believe it. I, I couldn't believe that Daisy was in. It blew my mind. I'm so happy. She's yeah. great. We're also getting Yoshi as a playable character. Um, I don't and know if it's specific. a writable. Yeah, it, he's writable and has his flutter jump. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can use him throughout like the entire game or if it's just like specific to certain levels. But you, it, they, they had levels where they were uh, all, all four players are Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, which is really interesting. Uh, one they thing. also have multiple toad colors, which is nice to see again, not just the yellow and blue from New Soup. Yeah. What, one thing that I'm really excited, though, with this is um, the leak that gave us the that leaked uh, the, the Mario RPG leak. Yeah. They also said that there was a 2D Mario and they said it was going to be wonderful. And then uh, they gave like emojis of like uh, that represented Rosalina, Peach, Daisy, Wario and Luigi or Waluigi. And, really? and also an elephant and a worm. Yeah. Really? Huh? So I don't yeah, know if Wario and Waluigi are playable or if they're just like in the game in some capacity, but that's still so cool. And then, oh, Ro- oh man, Rosalina could be like the end game character you get after beating the game, which is what they did with um, the 3D one on the Wii U, right? Whatever that game was called. Yeah. 3D Isn't World. Rosalina unlockable after all of the Rainbow Road stuff or something? I don't remember. I uh, yeah. In 3D World. Yeah. So it, it just looks so good. And I'm sure we'll talk about it much more in depth. Um, I, I'm just so excited to play the game. It's been a long time since I've been really excited for 2D Mario. You know, I was really excited for a new soup back on the Wii because it was new mm-hmm. and exciting. Well, it's exciting because we were finally yeah. getting the, the Koopalings back. Remember when we yeah, actually yeah, yeah. were excited about Koopalings? <laughs> <laughs> and then they got so overused <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i was so i was visiting my nephew and he's like six um yeah he loves the koopalings he has <laughs> he has all of them collected as toys and like that's so carries cute. around everywhere so like they, they are good for kids um yeah but i personally am very tired of the koopalings <laughs> <laughs> well i just remember being super excited about them in mario and luigi and then it was like sweet now they're in new soup and then they were only ever in new soup but anyway i i'm just really excited i liked uh mario maker and i really like watching high level mario maker play um like games done quick for summer games done quick actually had a big speedrunner showcase where they tag teamed two groups of four players that played really challenging levels that they had never seen before um, and they only had like 15 minutes to try and complete each one and then a team could win. And so that's always been super fun to me. I like watching um, 2D Mario. But now I feel like I'm back into this groove where I really want to play 2D Mario because this game just looks amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, this is the actual holiday game as much as I joke that WarioWare is. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting at the end of October. Um, so very excited yeah. uh very excited i don't quite understand the elephant ability yet me neither 
it'll be it'll be interesting. And we also don't understand like what how the purple coins work. Yeah. So like the main hook seems to be something to do with Wonder Seas where they just like make the the world psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they try to explain like they do something different to every world that you get them in. So I guess the hook is every level is going to have like its own kind of like creative idea. And then we'll have like whenever you get the the wonder seed, then it'll like take that idea to the max. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I want to just know more about this game. I'm sure we'll get another trailer or something before it releases in October. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely hopefully get by a then September they'll show direct. Us. And I'm sure it'll be yeah. like the headliner for that. Don't forget in a month you'll be able to play this game. Because that, that's what they do. And maybe then we'll finally see Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> uh, uh, man, at this point, at this point, I think it's a Switch 2 game. I think so, too. I, it's going to be the it's going to launch with the Switch 2. It's it's got to be. They haven't said anything about it. They haven't shown us anything. I was hoping that we'd maybe even get a little teaser. But no, there's been absolutely nothing. It's been years. We've talked about our hopes and dreams for this game. Like... <laughs> what like a year and a half ago or something on our podcast so we're just under some serious cope right now yeah you and me. so here's the thing right if it doesn't come out next year there's a real chance that it comes out after metroid 6 <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> <sighs> because the gap between metroid returns or samus returns and um metroid dread was four years and so if they have that same gap for the Metroid 6, then it'd be 2025. It was January 2019 in a Nintendo Direct when they told us that they had to restart dev. So it's I, already been four and a half years. <laughs> I think it's next year. I, I really, really think it's coming next year. And it I think they bumped it to Switch 2. I hope so. And I hope next year is really the Switch 2 and that they figured it out. Because ever since they switched it to or when they restarted development, Ever since that point, they have never said that it was for the Switch after that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. even though they, they so if you go back to the, like the original Metroid Prime 4 trailer, there is a Switch like icon. So like they were confirming it was for it then. But ever since the the restarting of development, they haven't said anything. So we now have a list of games that have not yet been confirmed for the Switch. And that includes Metroid Prime 4, the Peach game and Luigi's Mansion 2. Which I'm pretty <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> sure Peach Game and Luigi's Mansion 2 are coming to Switch. But <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so here, here's hoping we, we continue to talk about how Metroid Prime 4 is going to herald in the Switch 2. But every time we don't see it in a direct, it just makes it feel even more likely, right? <laughs> it's been a long time since Retro's last game. Uh, it has. Yeah, it's been 10 years. What are you talking about, Jordan? It, it took them three years to add new funky mode or whatever it's called to Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Retro. Um, yeah, I, I do think that it got bumped over to the Switch, too. Yeah. Wherever that console but, is. And see, that was my biggest bummer with this Direct is every Direct I just hope to see Metroid and every Direct I'm disappointed. So. But now, Jordan, the question is, how would you rate this Direct compared to other Nintendo Directs? For the last Direct, right before Tears of the Kingdom, uh, we basically said that that was one of the best Directs Nintendo's ever done. So how does this one compare? It's... I'm going to go with B-. Um, okay. There was a lot of good content in here. It felt like 
kind of an obligatory like update. <laughs> like <laughs> Nintendo just kind of released this because they just kind of needed to with the timing of things. Pikmin's around the corner. I guess we'll also show Mario Wonders. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> Pokemon DLC. Like there wasn't any like big giant announcement. Like Mario Wonders is great and all. Uh, I guess yeah. Mario RPG was like the big, the big uh, reveal. But there wasn't anything like that big triple A reveal. Um, yeah, like it makes me think back to and to be to be clear, I kind of agree with you. I think it's a pretty mid of the road. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't incredible. Uh, the Nintendo Direct, that's kind of how I would rate it. Uh, but, you know, it makes me think back of like old E3 presentations where Nintendo would even just like show small teasers of games that were not coming out for another like three or four years. And to kind of just get us hyped for it. Now, the industry has kind of shifted away from that. Well, at least Nintendo has uh, in favor of like this is coming out within the next year or within the next two years. But I still would just really like to see what other big things they have in store. And this direct just felt like, yeah, here's some of the obligatory DLC content. Um and then a couple of, of surprises like Mario Wonder and Mario RPG. Yeah. If I were Nintendo, what I would have done, I would have taken the Peach game out of this direct. <laughs> and then I would have given a cinematic 10 second teaser to Prime 4 and not say anything about it being on Switch. And just yeah, get people just... going crazy. <laughs> As a reminder. <laughs> yeah. We would like to remind you that Prime 4 is still in development. <laughs> Like, that's all they needed to say at the end of that or something. And well, and like, if you just day. put like a 10 second teaser there and then don't like confirm that it's for Switch, just there'd be so you would you would control so much of the conversation in the industry yeah. for a good, good <laughs> while. And then on top of that, you would tie the conversation of a Switch 2 with Metroid. So that would give a lot of free like discussion around Metroid, which is a very expensive game for Nintendo at this point. So I think they yes, they would very want they would very like to have a lot of conversation around that. Uh, and that would just be a really, really sneaky way of getting Metroid <laughs> talked about a lot more. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're absolutely right about that. Also, the one other thing that they didn't mention was the Splatoon side order DLC. I'm really surprised that they didn't even give us a date for it because I thought it was supposed to be this year. I think it's next year now. Probably is. I think it looks really ambitious. I, yeah. I will say that. I think we're going to get a September direct and that will be like the big DLC that they talk about there. Um. I think Nintendo is very focused on spreading out what they have available. Um, I think the Switch 2 is coming later than they probably were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they are definitely spreading out their content as far as they can um, to kind of like make it to the Switch 2. Yeah. I think Nintendo has been kind of waiting for the building materials for the Switch 2 to get down to a point where they can safely launch the, the console at $300. Um, anything more than $300, I don't see Nintendo doing. And I don't see Nintendo launching a console at a loss. I think they have yeah. to have a profit. Well, um, I think they could pull off 350 because that's what the OLED switches are selling for right now. I guess. But, I don't know if you want the launch price right. to be that high. Because you have to remember like the 3DS, as successful as the 3DS became, um, yeah, people were not happy with that price. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was a disaster. Nintendo had to then move the price down very quickly um, to a loss, yeah. 
and then also give like a big like apology to people who bought the console early. Yeah, they got a whole bunch of free emulated games, which I never got because I waited until that price dropped to get mine. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty sure Nintendo's going to do everything in their power to avoid that situation again. Um, I think $299 is a very appealing, it's far more appealing of a price point than $349, um, just because of how like the psychology of marketing goes. Um, you look at the first number and don't like put two and two together. <laughs> That's only a 50 uh, dollar price difference but yeah and how much are ps5s and the new xboxes going oh, for again? 500 plus yeah so if they can stay under that yeah with, with how then... so like the world the technology industry is very different today than it was back in the 3ds era like you said i do think nintendo could get away with 349 i think nintendo could get away with 399 um yeah <laughs> Just people are so used to paying like a thousand dollars for a phone or uh seven hundred dollars for a console or like the Steam Deck, I paid what like seven hundred dollars for that. Um I think they do fine. But like Nintendo also has the image of being like the family friendly console manufacturer. Uh yep. kids are a big market, so you kind of want the price point to be as low as possible. Um to also get them in. Because like Nintendo makes the majority of their money from software sales, not from hardware sales. Right. Which is why they make so much software. <laughs> so I think easier. they want the console to be as cheap as possible because they want as many people to get the console as possible so that they sell more software. I agree. So we'll, we'll have to see what ends up happening within the next couple of months. Again, just like with some of the other games that we've been talking about. I am really hopeful that we'll see something, you know, maybe one of those kind of small trailers like they did for the Switch potentially end of year like around christmas time probably after christmas actually because they want people to buy switches for christmas um but hopefully early next year we'll start seeing actual plans for the next console because again this has been a how long has been six years now going on seven (laughs) of having the same console it's a long time for a mobile piece of hardware to continually play these games and again i'm still super impressed with tears of the kingdom and how great that game looks i'm impressed with how good mario wonder looks um splatoon runs incredibly well like there there are lots of great games right now on switch that are coming out and still performing amazingly but i really think that it's time for that upgrade and i hope that it happens soon yeah i don't think we'll hear anything from nintendo about the upgrade until i'm going to say the first direct of 2024 i could see that i don't think they'll say anything before the holiday season because they want to sell as many switches as they can um, even Nintendo is now recognizing publicly that the switch cells are stalling. Um, uh-huh. they're still selling well, but like they're not selling as well year after year anymore. Right. Right. Uh, for a multitude of reasons. One of them being that people already, <laughs> everyone already has a switch. So exactly. It's time to move on exactly. to the next console. Uh, and we also had like the Ubisoft director saying that, um, <laughs> Nintendo pressured them to save their game for the next console. Uh, yeah, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Usually when a new console's on the horizon, we start hearing it from third parties um, because Nintendo has to work with them to get games out within that first year. And they're not as tight lipped as Nintendo. So, nope, definitely not. We talked about this like last year around this time, like, oh, we could see the Switch 2 coming out in 2023. And we were like somewhat certain. But again, there there's just even more mounting evidence right now 
that things are slowing down and they are actually preparing for it. I think Nintendo wanted to get it out by 2023. I just don't. Think I think so, too. With the state of the world and the manufacturing industry, um, it's just difficult to get that that build of materials and also the the assembly cost down to what Nintendo wants yeah. to that. Here, here we are crossing our fingers <laughs> and we'll probably bring this up multiple times again, especially as we hear more rumors and leaks and whatnot. But Jordan, just to kind of wrap up for the last couple of minutes here. Um, did Nintendo win not E3? See, I didn't really pay attention to any of the other presentations by some of the other studios because I just don't have an Xbox or a PlayStation 5. Uh, and I was busy <laughs> during those times. But what are some of the big highlights there? Do you, do you think Nintendo outperformed these other guys in their presentation? Well, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so I have access to be, to be able to play all three of the big three. I have a PlayStation 5. I have a Switch. And then I, uh, luckily, Microsoft puts all their games day one on PC. So I always play that there. Um, of the big three, because like usually in the past, we always talk about like, oh, who wins E3 or whatever. And that, that felt a lot more like relevant when they were all like day after day after day at the same event. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, like it's been a month since Sony did theirs, but <laughs> uh, they were spaced out pretty evenly two weeks apart, which is interesting. Um but I would say Sony was definitely the worst. <laughs> I was not, not impressed with Sony's presentation. Ooh, ooh, Sony's presentation was, Sony's presentation was bad enough that I was seriously questioning why I even bought a PS5. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I would give Sony a D minus, maybe an F, um, which is crazy. Cause like they did have, they had Spider-Man, they had, Final Fantasy, which we already knew about, and I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, but I understand that's a big thing for a lot of people. Um, and then they also had like the remake for Metal Gear. Um, so like three big announcements, just none of them are for me. But what really kind of like bummed me out was just how focused on live services Sony became. It felt like Sony became a second Ubisoft. Oh no. <laughs> that's um, awful. And so what kind of just really concerned me about like Sony's presentation, one, Sony does not do what Nintendo does where they kind of like keep things close to their chest and only reveal a few months before. Right. Sony is very well known for are announcing things like the five years before they, <laughs> before they come out. Um, and there's no roadmap for like anything right now. Um, and that's concerning. Um, and then like all the projects they were talking about coming out, like they're all live services and like, this wasn't in the actual presentation, but we also know that Naughty Dog's working on a live service game for Last of Us. Uh, so they're also kind of gutting like these very highly prolific um, studios and making them into live service studios. And it just it just feels like it's 2013 again, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's, I yeah, I, I am not expecting much from the, the foreseeable future of Sony. I expect the next five years. The next five years, like it's going to be a solid chunk of time um, being a very rocky, rocky road for Sony after this this presentation. Well, that um, sucks for them, but you reap what you sow, right? Yeah, it, it was very concerning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second place, I'd give it to Nintendo. It was it was fine. It was just kind of like an update on what Nintendo's doing. Um, I wasn't even expecting to get anything out of Nintendo because <laughs> the previous times <laughs> that E3 was canceled, Nintendo didn't do anything. So <laughs> the fact that we got something was nice. 
Um, and then like everything they showed, like we, we just talked about it for an hour. Like it was fine. It was, it wasn't groundbreaking in any way. And then first place I give to Microsoft, I think Microsoft had probably their best showing in probably a decade. (laughs) (laughs) That's more saying that Microsoft usually doesn't do too well. Um, but Starfield looks phenomenal. Avowed was very exciting. We finally got to see Fable and it looks very good. Um, so it was just exciting to see Microsoft finally firing on all cylinders. Um, they've been kind of like collecting all these infinity stones for the past five or six years. And we're finally starting to see uh, the fruits are finally starting to see the effects of that. So very helpful That's for the future of Microsoft. Uh, not. <laughs> not excited for the future of Sony. So I came out of this month, which is crazy because if you asked me two months ago, uh, it was flipped. I was not looking forward to the future of Microsoft. And I was like, Sony is going to finally turn around when we finally get our first state of play. That's crazy. It's good to hear that Microsoft's doing well again. Yeah. Having a PC makes it really easy to enjoy Microsoft. <laughs> and Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Microsoft has removed so many barriers to enjoy their games. Now they just need yeah. to make the games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, cool. Um, I think that it's been very fun talking about all of the different June announcements. It's kind of exciting that we had a not E3 anyway, even though E3 was canceled. And it's just good to hear how the games industry is going. And I think we're in a pretty good place. With, well, excepting uh, Sony, obviously. Um, <laughs> it but, might just um, be me. Like I said, like they, they had Final <laughs> Fantasy. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, you're, you're still getting yeah. games. I'll eventually play that, I think. Um, And I'm excited for the next part of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, They announced that as well. Uh, But that was at the Games Fest, I think. It was, yeah. Um, Either way, uh, looking forward to where the future goes. I, Again, my biggest takeaways from today's discussion uh, regarding the Nintendo stuff were Mario Wonder looks phenomenal. I'm looking forward to playing Mario RPG again. And then the Pikmin collection plus Pikmin 4, just super exciting stuff in that regard. But all that said, I, I, I don't really have much else to say about this. You know, it, it was a pretty decent Nintendo Direct, and I hope that we get an even better one in September, though I'm not going to hold my breath because I really do think that we're actually getting to the end of the Switch's life this time. And yeah. I don't know what else they could announce on us. <laughs> uh, I, I don't expect much from the September Direct other than kind of just being a sequel to this Direct minus Pikmin. And because <laughs> yeah. like all the all the games that they revealed in this direct, they're not coming till after September, right? There's not, there's yeah. not, not a lot yeah. in July and August. Um, so so they'll probably do gameplay stuff of Mario Wonder and WarioWare and maybe give us another better look at the Peach game. <laughs> Hot take. I think Peach games not going to show up at that direct. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> It seems well, like it's see. early in development, man. <laughs> I, I do not understand why it's here. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I also expect some JRPG to be released in Golden Week because <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. also show stuff uh, going all the way through to like March or something. I, I know Golden good Week's point. after March, but they usually reveal that also in the September Direct. So I guess the next episode that we record together... We, we either need to do another Zelda topic, right? <laughs> it's because uh, we still have lots to talk about with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, and then we also now have Pikmin to talk about, at least Pikmin 1. So, well, we'll come up with something. It'll be a, it'll be a fun time. We'll see what we do. But um, anyway, I don't have much else to say, Jordan. I don't know, how about you? I think I'm good. 
good. That was a whole hour and a half long discussion. I think that's pretty good for a Nintendo Direct. I think we've done a couple of Nintendo Direct discussions that were like 50 minutes because there was hardly anything. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a good sign. (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We sure appreciate you. Please be sure to give the podcast episode a like, a favorite, a comment, a review on whatever platform you're using. Doing so will help the show get into the ears of others and help us out as well. Uh, be sure to join our Discord server. You can check out nintendfusion.com slash Discord. That'll beam you right in and give you an invite. And you can chat with us about Nintendo stuff and it'll be a fun time. But with all that said, thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.